You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 101. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. So great to have you here again for another wonderful episode. Super pumped about this one. The excitement from, you know, the 100 episodes and the four-year sobriety is still within me. Obviously, it's tapering off a little bit because we're a week after that, but it's still there, still super exciting and still just such an amazing uh, energy that I got from that. I absolutely love doing this show and the next 100 will continue to be amazing and full of value, always free, always there, always ready for you to access in the archives, which is just what I call the app you're listening to me in. It will be there for you when you need me. Let's dive into today's topic. A couple house cleaning things before, actually, let me go. We are going to discuss the program at some point, and I have gotten some messages about that. I've set up some conversations and interviews with some of you to see, uh, engage your level of interest and where you're at in your sobriety and recovery. If I have not reached out to you because we don't have uh, a message from on Instagram or an email or a, a contact in my phone from the past, email me at from sobriety to recovery at gmail.com. I set that up specifically for this show and it will be the easiest way for you to contact me and I will be able to get a hold of that. I have, you know, my other email addresses that are attached to my website, but this one is specifically for the show. So from sobriety to recovery at gmail.com. If you're ever looking to reach out to me, questions about my material, questions about a topic, uh, questions in general that perhaps I can cover on the next show or be able to give you some uh, you know, tips, tricks, hacks, mindset shifting, understanding, whatever it might be, that's out there and it's available to you. So if you're interested in knowing more about the group course, uh, I'm trying to stick a, stay away from the word program because I have noticed a for some people, a negative connotation around the word program because of the 12-step programs that are out there. Uh, when you feel some sort of emotional connection to the word program, whether positive or negative, that is an awesome opportunity for you to not see the word program as right or wrong, and it, more so to seek to understand why it is that you have this particular um, thought or feeling attached to the word program. So I've gotten some messages from people like, I don't know if I want to do a program. I feel like if I have to join a program, then that means I'm not going on the right path. Um, in the self-help community, program does not have the connotation that it does for the 12-step programs. It is merely a way for us to grow and develop the skills or the understanding or the strategies or the mindset we already have. So in my world, program is awesome. I sign up for programs all the time. I have a plethora of knowledge in my head because of the programs I've done. And I certainly am taking a step back from anybody else's programs while I develop my program. And I'll continue to say the word program in hopes that if you have a negative connotation around it, I am now offering you the opportunity and introducing and guiding you toward a more positive connotation and thought around the word program. Because it's all just a feeling. 
that's triggered by a thought. And you can change that thought around a word or a person or a place or a thing or an event anytime you decide you want to, just merely by drawing it from your unconscious to your conscious mind and asking yourself, what is that attachment I have, whether positive or negative, to this particular thing? It's amazing. I'll talk about that in the program. Uh, I just got done shooting four or five of the uh, clips. I call them clips, like sections. They are going to be pretty amazing. I love what I'm doing so far. On Instagram, I'll do a live here soon where I'll show you guys the studio I have set up in my home office. It's pretty great, and it's going to be one of the reasons why this episode is titled Don't Overcomplicate Things. I did uh, this as a subject on the IGTV recently. You can go, I'm pretty sure I called it Don't Overcomplicate Things. You can go check it out over there to see how I just riffed off the top of my head about it. Now we're going to dive into it a little bit more uh, because I think it's really important because I've noticed within myself ways that I attempted to overcomplicate this and not just get to the act of actually producing it. And it was rather uh, hilarious to me to watch myself go through this. It's One of the things I get asked a lot by people is like, oh, so you're a coach, so you must have life all figured out. No. No, 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 no. Coaches do not have life all figured out. We do have resources that help us move through perceived problems easier than others. We have strategies or an understanding or a mindset in place that allows us to shift from uh, taking steps backwards to taking steps forwards, right? I, I often bring Tony Robbins into this conversation whenever I think about coaches having it all together. Guy looks like he's got it all together. As far as the public perception of it is, looks like everything's going pretty smooth and I don't know him, so I don't know whether it is or it isn't. But I can promise you this, he still has 99 problems, just like we all have 99 problems, right? For many of us, drinking and doing drugs is no longer one of those, but it doesn't mean that all problems went away when the drinking and the drugs went away. It just means that other problems were able to take their place. And you know how much I enjoy using the word perceived problem in front of the word problem. It's perceived. It's a perception. If you look at a problem, and again, I'm using that very loosely here, if you look at it, the problem and instead try to shift your perspective toward the solution, a perceived problem actually becomes a solution opportunity. And I think I just actually made up solution opportunity off the top of my head, but I'm going to start using it all the time now, and I hope that you enjoy it. Perceived problem versus solution opportunity. And if you focus only on the problem, it'd be like focusing on a ditch as you're driving down the road. More than likely, your eyes are going to aim you toward the ditch. It's why people throw balls in sports and they land where they're supposed to. If you're good enough, you just look at it and it's like you're Patrick Mahomes. 57 yards later, somehow the ball is right where it's supposed to be, only able to be caught by the, the receiver from your team and not the defender from the other team. And it's merely his ability to look see the solution, and have his eyes guide his arm to throw the ball in that general direction. That's the kind of energy we want to start taking on in our own lives, is this ability to move through these perceived problems over to solution opportunities. Now that I've gone off on that tangent, I'm not really sure where I was at 
in um, going through my show notes to get you guys to the desired outcome of discussing path of least resistance and don't overcomplicate things. But anyways, I enjoyed it. Hope you did too. Um, Don't forget you can follow me on Instagram. I'm always uh, over there checking on the messages, posting a lot less um, simply because I've noticed that it uh, takes up a lot of time. So I have been focusing more on how I can uh, communicate with you all there more actively rather than passively, but just posting things. Obviously, I have the From Sobriety to Recovery Facebook group. If you go and find the group, not the page, the page is very passive and only gets posted on for the most part when Instagram automatically does it, you can absolutely go over to the group. Make sure you answer the questions and agree to the terms or the the politeness rules that Facebook has there. Um, I don't get on Facebook very often. I barely ever post on my actual Jesse Mogul page. I literally am just there to to talk and, and to bring things up via the sobriety group. And that's where you can be more active. I am looking to become more active on it. It is not something I have yet habituated and put into my routine, but it is there and it will be awesome once... I do that. Um, it's a, it's an opportunity to talk more directly to me and ask questions if the From Sobriety to Recovery Gmail doesn't work. So let's get into the, and it, trust me, that Gmail does work, but if you want to get more direct, that's another way. Okay, enough house cleaning. I hope that I, I think I gave you value with the, uh, with the perceived problem versus the solution opportunity. That really was worth the the, uh, the 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 hit play that you did. We could stop now, but we won't. I want to get into don't overcomplicate things and discussing why we might do that and uh, what that could look like to us and, and how we can move through that. Why might you begin to overcomplicate something that could be done relatively easy? when you want to understand the why it's because this is where in the overcomplication process, you could stop yourself before you even start. It could be starting up a business. It could be uh, going on a losing five pounds by walking every morning. It could be something with your yourself, uh, some personal development. It could be something within your relationships. It could be something within your career. It can go in any one of those three spheres. The, the question is why are you overcomplicating it? We, we seek the path of least resistance, right? That's how we get momentum. When we start to overcomplicate things and you start asking about the why, you can generally dis- discover the emotion that you might have attached to the act that you are currently partaking in or planning to partake in. There's a plenty of people out there who um, I call them the, the, the preparing to prepare-ers, where it's like, no, I can't do that. I got I to gotta read this. I got to do that. I got I to gotta prepare better to be prepared to start. And it's like, you can only prepare so much before you need to put things into action in order for you to gain the experience so that you can walk away saying, okay, that's how I did it. Did it give me my desired outcome? Yes or no? And then begin to tinker with the process that got you to the outcome that you got and then to see if you can make it better or if you can just change it a little bit to see how it shifts. So we want to know the emotion. For Let's use me building this program as a direct line in order for me to just make it more personalized. I've been wanting to start this program, the production of it, whether it's the, the, the group course that I'm going to be putting everyone through, 
right? The group program, because we no longer have a negative uh, thought or feeling around that. I've been looking to put this together since well before I even started sober sessions with Sue Mandel, if you remember that from the, from the fall. We learned a lot from that, took some really great experience points from that and realized what I could do to revamp it and make it more beneficial. Sober Sessions was a great idea, but I didn't really like the name. I really wanted to move more towards an empowerment. So now we're calling them Empowerment Sessions because we're seeking to bring us back to a state of feeling that we have power over what it is that occurs around us. And I took those experience points as long as all the other stuff I wanted to do. And I've been thinking about this now for quite some time. And then I've, I'm putting together the online video program. That's a, a mixture of video and audio and PDF so that there's actual practices. There's like a workbook. It's pretty awesome. I have been holding off on doing this, preparing to prepare for a long time. After a while, I realized, okay, I have enough things I could teach on. I could easily, I've got a list on my computer. It's about 70 things I could get up and speak about for anywhere between 10, 20 minutes all the way up to an hour with ease. I could bring in the audience. I could bring in examples. I could, I have, I have uh, activities that can be done during these with ease things like automatic negative spot, automatic negative responses and thoughts to how your habits and identity are linked together, the six human needs. I mean, literally, I could just, I've got this whole awesome metaphor about the tree of life and how you are the trunk and sprouting from it are two major branches. One is love and one is fear. And that if you let uh, either one grow too big without, you know, giving attention to the other, it actually can cause the tree to fall down. It's fantastic. I can talk about that one for an hour. The point is that I had enough information. So what was the emotion that was stopping me from doing it? Oddly enough, it was um, self-esteem and around, you know, will I be able to bring value, right? That this, this podcast will always be free. That's the beauty of podcasts. They are generally complimentary to the listener. But this stuff, I've put hundreds of hours of my life into building up these programs, into coaching other people to get feedback. So obviously there will be a monetary uh, cost associated with it, an investment, if you will, in yourself through me. And so being someone who decides that I am determined to bring absolute value, will the program bring absolute value to people who um, partake in it, who are, who attend it. That sorry, what if I don't, what if this, what if all these na- automatic negative thoughts, all right? What if somebody, they join it and three months later, their life is still different. And then I'm like, wait, everybody has the choice to put this stuff into action and to utilize it. I can teach you how to use a hammer all day long, but if I explain to you how to use a hammer and then you set it down on the shelf, the hammer is worthless to you. If I explain to you how to use the hammer, and you go off and you put a nail into the wall and you hang your diploma, now you've utilized what I've just taught you about the hammer. If you don't utilize the hammer, it is not my fault. I introduced it to you. I showed you how simple it was to to implement into your life. Now you need to go use the hammer for it to be effective. That's the fast metaphor I came up with for why you are personally responsible for taking in this information and growing. So I'm able to move that, that emotion of disappointing people 
right? So then what if I disappoint myself? What if I talk too fast? Or then it becomes, or I blink too much, or the lighting's not great, or, or the, there's a leaf blower in the background, which just, uh, which I incorporated into one of the teachings that will actually be a complimentary uh, video program I'm going to be putting out in February, just as something fun I did as a one-off. The point is, as I started to realize that the, what was stopping me was myself, I had enough information. I just had these negative thoughts about what it was I could bring value to the community. It's all about value to the community, right? There are a lot of people out there who will assume that everything should be for free. The whole internet's for free. Everything's for free. I recently interviewed somebody at a um, a very big um, sober sober living, like like a rehab facility, and they're like, look, we charge $60,000 a month. And I'm like, that is crazy. And they're like, yep, and we help people. And like the people utilize what we teach them and they go out, they're successful. If they fall back into their old ways and don't utilize what we've taught them, then that's on them. That's their personal responsibility. And I immediately thought, wow, that's the mindset I take in. That you invest in yourself and you take on your own personal responsibility. So I moved through that negative emotion. Where in your life are you holding yourself back from producing an amazing course, from teaching somebody something that you think they would benefit from, from hitting the gym or cutting back on the sugar or, you know, for those of you not in sobriety yet, where, what is the emotion holding you back from stepping in to sobriety, from moving from sober curious into sobriety? Where are you at in the stages of change that will allow you to move through any negative thoughts or emotions you have and start stepping into action mode. So why are you overcomplicating this? What is the thought around what I am wanting to do that is holding me back? Discover that and move through it. Simply pulling it out of your head, putting it on paper and saying, this is what I'm going to do now will help you move through that negative thought if that is what's holding you back. It could be a positive thought too. Oh my goodness, this program's going to take off. 200 people are going to sign up for this course. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Do I even have the infrastructure to be able to respond to 200 different people's emails if there's an issue with the software? Do I even have the team in place to help me make sure that the emails go out on time and that the courses all work, right? All of a sudden, I it's like the positive aspect of the course taking off and becoming extremely popular can bring in emotions of what will I do if? Well, you can only what if things so much. The way I see it is I can't wait to have the perceived problem of 200 people signing up in one day and how, uh, how will the software onload them uh, and how will I make sure that all the emails come on time. I've set up the system. I know I've tested the system We'll see how it works when 200 people sign up, and I can't wait for the day when that occurs. So you could be worried about the success too. Have faith that you'll figure it out. Have faith that you will make the time to move through the perceived problems and and go toward the solution opportunity. Number, I got it numbered three in here, but it's really just another point. What emotion am I feeling right now? Is it positive or negative? Seek out the negative so that you can ask yourself, why do I have this negative emotion? What is this negative emotion around me starting or continuing this project? What is this negative emotion here to to teach me? And then how can I utilize this negative emotion 
to push through and, and to really get into what it is I'm wanting to do. With me, the negative emotion was like, okay, what if people don't find the value? First of all, that's preposterous. 100% of people who go to the course or join the empowerment sessions, they're going to find value. It's just, I don't necessarily know what that value will be. I can't future pace. I can't mind read about what the value is. I can bring the best version of me to the table. I can seek to embody tenaciousness so that I'm always being the best version of myself. And those that uh, want to be a part of the tribe will be a part of the tribe. It's a, there's a, there's a college program that um, I shelved until I get done with this program that's going to be all about being yourself and starting your own tribe. Don't seek to fit into somebody else's box. Create your own world and invite other people who are like you into it, not asking them to fit into a box. Just, hey, the, my interest is of holograms of Albert Einstein. Anybody else interested, come join my tribe right? If you decide you only want people who like holograms of Albert Einstein in your tribe, that's up to you. You started the tribe. Just remember how it felt when you were ostracized from other tribes. But if people want to start bringing in oil paintings of Leonardo da Vinci, and that is completely against holograms of of Einstein, you do get to decide whether you want to discuss oil paintings of Leonardo da Vinci. You can politely say, that isn't the group that's having right here. We do admire your love of oil paintings, but we are really, really, really into holograms over here. Either way, you've started your own tribe, and you are now the person who gets to be the curator of your own friendship social circle. And these are the kind of ways you can utilize working through these positive or negative emotions. If you feel that you aren't able to take on these new, starting a new social circle, starting a new practice, starting a new job, whatever it is, right? You have to ask yourself, is the emotion positive or negative? How can you utilize the negative and how can you spark more of that positive? If you're using an away energy, I've been ostracized by so many social groups. I'm going to start my own social group about holograms. That's a, it's a bit of an away energy there, right? Because I've been ostracized, I will start my own and I'll ostracize everyone who doesn't love Einstein and holograms. Or you can use a positive energy and say, okay, I haven't found a social group that is particularly as interested in Einstein holograms as I am. I'm going to start one and everyone who enjoys art is invited. But overall, I really would prefer to talk about Einstein holograms. (laughs) I'm really going to beat this example into the ground. The point is to locate the negative emotion and ask yourself how you can use it to get moving forward. And if it's positive, using more of that as the spark. For me, I use the negative emotion of fear of failure, fear of disappointment, right? These are all fear-based. I said, okay, the only way to move through fear is by embracing the love I have for myself in the effort that I've put in to my own sobriety and recovery, how I've seen the things that I talk about help me, how I've experienced how other people have learned from what I teach and that it's helped them. I can move from fear into love. I love what I'm doing. I love how I'm helping. I love how other people have encouraged me. I love how other people have embraced me. I I love how people have joined my tribe and I love them being in my tribe. 
I love how they've embraced me. I love how they are willing to have me embrace them. Even whenever they throw out an idea that might counter, that might be counter to what I've taught, I still, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to talk about that next. There's love reciprocated in my tribe. Yours being reciprocated. So I said, okay, let's move through the fear. Let's move towards love. Because if this can help one person, if one person cannot use drugs or drink alcohol today because of something that I've said, then I have potentially saved a life. And that is worth any kind of disappointment the other 99 people might feel. That's worth any kind of frustration the other 99 might feel because I've saved a life today. I will generally damn near always, be seeking a way to make 100% of people who listen to me fully uh, get their mindset around what I'm talking about, really understand it so that they can utilize it in their own recovery program and the strategies they use. I will seek that 100%, but that is very much sounding like perfection. And perfection generally isn't attainable, but progress is. And when you when you seek to progress not to be perfect, that's a really amazing way to move through any negative emotions or thoughts you have about taking on something new. And then thinking about your mindset. We've talked about this one a ton, so I won't need to go into it too deeply. Is your mind fixed or is your mind growth? I go into this realizing that will this be the quintessential course I've ever produced? I hope not. I hope each time I produce a course, it grows upon the last, right? I don't whatever, I don't want someone to say, wow, you know, Jesse's first course was amazing. Everything since then has sort of sucked, right? Jesse's fourth course was amazing. Ever since then, it's sort of been downhill. You see this happen with bands, right? Like, I love me some Pearl Jam. But in all honesty, after a live, uh, the album 10 and the album Verses, their albums have been good, but nothing has ever really touched upon those two albums. Like start to finish, other than Yield, um, Verses and um, Ten have pretty much been their their hallmark achievement. They have albums with half the songs are good, but to have them from start to finish be as beautiful as they are. I mean, to me, Ten is one of the best albums that's ever been produced. So it's sort of like, well, that was great. But, you know, album 13, it was like three songs on it were good. I want to seek to have it be every course I produce. People walk away going, yeah, I mean, there's a few that that weren't all that awesome. But, man, these other ones were just home runs. I want to keep growing. And, and keep making these things where they, 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 they become more and more of value. That's my growth mindset. A fixed mindset would be, you know what, I'm only as good as I am right now. And no, even if I shoot this, then great. I send it out there and it is what it is. And you know what, if it's not immediately loved and a thousand people don't sign up for it in one day, I'm out the door. That's a fixed mindset. That benefits no one. That doesn't have the potential to save any lives. <laughs> and in the end, it just leaves me sitting in my chair feeling sorry for myself. And being sorry for myself sounds like a lot of energy that could be better put towards feeling good about myself. So where in your life are you letting a fixed mindset of what it is that you could grow into holding you back from taking that first small step towards achievement? Are you just walking around, sitting there, getting ready to get ready? 
Are you making these weird excuses of what you need to do before you can start? I did. Oh, I got to have the computer on. I've got to have my professional camera set up. I've got to have a three-point light system. Well, I've got to have my I've got to have my rig set up in the studio so the microphone hangs from the ceiling and all this stuff. I used to do it in my previous production life. I was like, I must replicate it for this. And it's like, you know what? A week later, I'm like, I still hadn't produced one single section. I still hadn't shot one video. Thinking about all the things I needed to do to prepare, right? Is is the outline perfect? Is the software up to date? Is all this other stuff? I mean, I must have spent... 60 hours in the course of one week just researching all the different modules. That isn't possible to get everything perfect the first time. So I've settled into the idea of the way that it'll be structured will be that when I learn new things and I want to incorporate new stuff, it'll be easily slid in where the existing infrastructure already is so that it can be a living, breathing, growing course. That it's not fixed. It is just as growth-oriented as I am. And by doing this, I was able to move through all these weird excuses. I could stop getting ready to get ready, and I could start actually doing. Be, do, have. Be the person who starts. Do the things that give you the confidence and momentum. Have the outcome you desire. What is the path of least resistance? Seek that. Seek that. I get get plenty of people who will contact me saying, man, I love what you're doing. I want to do something similar. How do I do it? I, you know, I need to get a podcast name and I need to get the microphone. I need to get the light. I need to get this. I need to get that. I'm like, look, if you just want to start helping people right away, hit, hit record on Instagram and start an IGTV show. You can literally do that holding up your phone in your hand with your earbuds connected Hell, screw the earbuds. Just talk into your phone. Volume may not be great. There might be a bird or a dog in the background. Whatever. You throw out a juicy nugget and you potentially stop someone. You you guide them, right? We don't stop them, but we give them that. Uh, we inspire them to find the internal motivation to achieve it for themselves. That's really what it is. I don't motivate people. I believe motivation comes from within. I can inspire you to seek the motivation within yourself, and then you go off and achieve. So if that's what you're looking to do, hit record and start to go. And when you when you feel good about 5, 10, 30 episodes later, sure, go off and get yourself the podcast equipment, but do it while you're recording your IGTV show. Not after, whenever you're feeling perfectly like everything is perfect, because perfectly perfect is ridiculous. It doesn't exist. So what's your next smallest step, guys? What is your next smallest step? It could be around yourself, physical growth. It could be around your emotions, being able to slow down the triggering and and get more rational. It could be around your mental acuity and learning new things so you have a better understanding, so you can take leaps and bounds. It could be around your spirituality and your morals, your ethics, your values, and making sure those are in alignment and congruent with the new version of you. Whatever they might be, whether it, it, whatever they might be, just start to take steps toward it now. Thinking about your career, is it is it physically beneficial to you? Are you too sedentary? Sedentary? I don't know. Do you sit too much? Right? 
are, are your emotional needs being taken care of there? Are you constantly getting bopped on the nose and talked down to? How can you start to make small, simple steps to right that ship? Are, are, are you being challenged mentally at work? Or is it just a doldrum? Are you bored all the time? How can you begin to shift that? Is the place you work at morally and ethically upholding the values that you find important? Are you operating within the a good, productive ethics structure at work? When it comes to your relationships, how are you being physically active with your partner? How are, how are you both supporting each other's emotional needs? Right? Are you challenging each other's way of thinking so that there's growth? Right? Do they align with your morals, ethics, values, beliefs? If not, is there a conversation there so that you can, you can come to an agreement uh, in a place of love for how the other person wants to operate their life? What is the next smallest step you can take? And then take that. Don't let negative thoughts overwhelm you. Don't let negative emotions stop you in your tracks. Find out why they're there and how you can utilize them to to spark your own internal motivation. And then locate the positives you feel and think around this new activity you're looking to pursue or continue. And begin to utilize that positivity as as a continuous spark, as that gasoline, if you will, that keeps your engine moving forward. There is no harm in looking in the rearview mirror from time to time to see how far you've come. But turning your entire head backwards and and surveying your past while the car is still in motion forward will slam you into a tree. (laughs) And we don't want that. So keep your eyes on the prize and your positivity moving you forward. That's my show. Hope you loved it. Love y'all. I really appreciate you always checking me out and listen to this. Please join my tribe. Join the tribe. Don't just subscribe. Join the tribe. I do this with the acronym START. I come up with this. I know I'm bringing out awesome new stuff. It is basically, it's, it's episode one with a 100 in front of it. Uh, my new acronym for this, for joining my tribe is, is START. So you subscribe, talk to me. All right, so whether you're following me on Spotify or iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or however you've been listening to me, make sure you're following the show. Talk to me. Leave a comment. Give me a, a really amazing takeaway that you have from this episode. Go over to Instagram. Follow me there and drop a comment in uh, one of the, the pictures for the episode that you really enjoyed. Let me know what was amazing that you took from it. Communicate. Let me know how I can best serve you, what topics you'd like to hear. Then apply. Go apply what I have just discussed. Apply what we've talked, taught and talked about today. Apply it so then you can then review it. By reviewing it, you gain a sense of evaluation and a a perspective of what it is you applied and what it is you learned. And then I would recommend you go off and you teach it. Go find somebody else uh, in your tribe, in your community, um, in your 12-step program and talk to them about what it is we just talked about, what it is I just discussed with you so that you can further take it in. All right, when you read it or you listen to it, you see it, you definitely learn parts of it, but you, your growth and learning goes up exponentially when you teach it to somebody else. Subscribe, talk to me, apply, review, teach. Start today right now. Nothing is in your way except your own mindset. I'll see you guys again next week. As always, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Inclusivity over exclusivity. Every day is the best day of our lives because we wake up sober. 
Sover? <sighs> I botched the ending. Almost, almost, <laughs> almost got the ending. See y'all next week. Bye-bye.